Hello. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Uh, bien. I think. Is that? Is that it? Bien, bien es French, I'm sure. Ah, uh, really? I thought I thought it was also Spanish. Really? So they say bien when they say okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, do you know where Dave Davy Jones locker is? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! David Jones. Huh? What is it? Do you know who Davy Jones is? Never heard of him. <laughs> is it Peter Jones? Yes. Which other Jones do you know? Tom Jones. Uh, Tom Jones, yes. Uh-huh. Grace um, Jones. Grace Jones. But I do not know who David Jones is. Davy Jones. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you and Rebecca Vardy have something in common. <laughs> You know, we'll, 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 we'll get into it. Let me, let me, let me, I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, it, it was a, a learning for me. Apparently, Davy Jones' locker uh, represents the bottom of the sea. So why, why is his locker at the bottom of the sea? Because Davy Jones is a sailor, it represents a sailor. Like, you know, those sailor men who died at the bottom of the sea. So his locker is there as well. Right. So, what's the locker? I don't know, maybe we're not, maybe we're not adding spice to it. But, <laughs> but, 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 yes, yes. Though for those of you who don't know, um, we'll get into it because I've, I've been very invested in this Colleen Rooney versus Rebecca Vardy. Uh, the men them who recognize Wayne Rooney mm, and yeah. Jamie Vardy. Those are their wives. Uh, but... You know, they've brought us drama, drama, and and you know, I had my own uh, uh, Colleen Rooney moment. I was inspired one time. How do you? We'll go into it later. No, no, we'll 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 go into it later because uh, I mean I don't know. And it's it's if we if we have time, but I think. Because we need to explain what Colleen Rooney did. Then I'll I'll explain what I did, (laughs) which was inspired by Colleen Rooney. Um, But anyway, how are you? I'm I'm okay. I am keeping my head afloat. What does that mean and what does that look like? Uh, Well, I just have a bit of a cold, you know, so I feel a bit run down. But Uh yeah, I'm fine. Dying. How are you? No, no, I am well. I am well. I am pulling the wagons of life. Do you remember what people used to say that? I do. I do. Yeah. It makes sense, you know. You'd be like, it's wagons of life. Now you're like, yeah, okay, no, I understand. I understand it's, exactly what that means. It's so true. I used to think it's, well, I used to, I used to be like, this is so dramatic. What do you mean you're pulling the wagons of life? But whoo! Child, <laughs> the wagons, the wagons be pulling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, should we introduce ourselves? Okay. So, welcome to Galen's Guys Podcast with me, Natasha, and I sometimes go by Nat. Sometimes go by Michelle. Yes, 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 Michelle. Well, go on, well, go on. What's going on? Not a lot, man. What? What has, what's one thing that has um, sparked you on social media recently? I think we should start doing that. Like, you know, anything interesting, it can be anything that you're like, oh, this is interesting, or this is mad, or this is mad, or this is crazy. Uh huh. So, what, okay, whilst you're looking, whilst you're looking, I'm going to share mine. Uh huh. Um, so, basically, this guy, Tong Room, Mohammed, Mohammed, I'm probably saying that wrong, did a little thread um, talking about, so his backstory is that he's, he's written um, a book and the book is called um, Somali Sideways. Um, so he's minding his own business, he's shopping um, at his local Tesco's and 
a lady comes across to him and says, hey, I'm trying to get something from the top of the shelf. Can you give me a hand? And he's like, oh, you know what? This is something that he's used to because he's tall, you know. Um, and then the question comes to T, and I'm, I'm just going to read instead of paraphrasing. He says, uh, so once... Once I picked up the item and gave it to her, she asked rather shyly, oh, by the way, where are you from? I'm sure I'm not the only one, but when I get this particular question, I don't know what to say. Shall I say I'm British or my Somali background? So I say to her that I'm born and raised in London, but originally from Somalia. To my surprise, she says, yes, I would have thought you were Somali. I tell her, finally enough, I don't get that as a first response. So you think that that would be the end of the conversation. But it gets very interesting. Um, and she tells me, I saw this book online called Somali Sideways and I bought it and I'm currently reading it. Now, when I heard her say this, I was completely taken aback by it. And I whispered to her, oh, by the way, you're reading the book you're reading. I'm the author. Um, and then she's like, her facial expression was priceless. And she continues, you're Mohammed Mohamud. I can't believe it. She tells me her husband took a photo of her holding the book and hopes to meet and hopes to meet the author one day. Little did she know that I live five minutes from her. I thought that was like just such a, wow. you know, a cute little story. I was like, oh, that's really nice, you know. And then anyway, that conversation then started like um, a th like people commenting about getting asked like, where are you from? And you know, how there's some racial connotations to it. And then some people are like, oh, you know, it's actually interesting to hear where people come from um, and hearing their stories behind um, their journeys, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it was just quite interesting. It was quite enlightening to me because I'm always that person who's like, oh, gosh, here we go again, asking me where I'm from because, you know, um, I speak differently or I look differently from, or my name is just different. So I found that really, I found that quite that's just a nice little lead yeah so how about you <laughs> no no that's a, that that's really that's amazing please send me that 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 teeth that's amazing okay i'm i'm going to lower the tone <laughs> as you do <laughs> so, Go for it, Natasha. <laughs> so uh at chemical brother a chemical brother tweeted. Oh my God. Um, I wonder what I'm thinking. Go for it. Tweeted, I told this girl I felt uncomfortable about her having a male best friend. Yeah. And, yeah, I I, saw that. and I don't want to come in between their friendship because they've they've known themselves or whatever. And uh, she she called me immature. It was 2018 at the time when this happened. And they've been dating for two years now. And then he went on to say, talking about the love I didn't see was right there in front of me. So if I was mature, that's how Bestie would have neck and collected my babe. Mind you, this guy used to do everything with her. Yeah. <laughs> he actually pays to be immature sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Same. Mm? The male best is the male best is strikes again. <laughs> I don't see. And I don't look for this. I literally do not. They just come across my timeline or people DM me or tag me. I don't look for them at all. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um Okay, yeah, so um, just moving on to the politics Yeah. Uh, for me. So I just quickly want to, so this is a few weeks uh, late, um, but I wanted to talk about Trevor Noah. I feel like I've been talking about Trevor Noah quite a lot yeah. <laughs> recently. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm just such a fan of his and such a fan of just everything that he's been doing. So... Trevor Noah, um, some of you will know that he uh, hosted the White House Correspondents' Dinner mm -hmm. um, a few weeks back. And basically, the White House Correspondents' Dinner is just an annual thing where uh, journalists, uh, members of the media, 
come together, are invited by the president at the White House. Um, and normally you have a comedian uh, or normally it's comedians, right? Who sort of are, are the key feature. They, they kind of roast everyone in the room. It's kind of supposed to be friendly and all that stuff. Um, this particular White House Correspondents' Dinner is particularly special because of COVID, you know, there hasn't yeah. been any. And also because Trump, um, you know, because Trump cannot take a joke. He never, uh, I think there were two Correspondents' Dinners before that he did not attend. And then the other two were just canceled. Okay. He was not a fan um, because, you know, he just felt a lot of right-wing people kind of sometimes feel that th these things are not. Um, <laughs> I just thought, um, you know, even if you're not like into politics and stuff, if you have time, just Google Trevor Noah White House Correspondents Dinner. What I really liked about this was that, you know, I can't explain it, but Trevor Noah, like you can tell he's a student of, of wherever he is, right? And the fact that he, un he, he, he's, he really understands like the American politics and the nuances of it. I mean, obviously it's his job being the Daily Show host, but I was just so impressed. Um, and also the fact that he, this was, I'm almost certain, I mean, definitely the first African Oh, but I probably really? want to uh, first African to host the White House correspondence. But I probably want to say, I uh, probably the first one of the few non-Americans. Let's mm. say that maybe I'm sure there maybe there may have been others, but one of the few non-Americans. And so I was listening to the whole thing, and I just thought, you know, what? it's not even just his delivery; it's just how he was weaving in certain things, and. It was just the way he was so clever. So I just made a note of just a few things that to me just tick, tick, tickled me like yeah. as, a, as a political, like I was just like, oh my God, this is so funny. So he was, he talked about the Oscars. He was like, ooh, we all saw what happened with the Oscars. Talk about, you know, the Will Smith, Chris Rock mm -hmm. thing. And he was like, you know, I've actually been a little bit worried uh, about tonight. Then he was like, what if I make a really mean joke and Kellyanne Conway, um, um, Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway's husband rushes up to the stage and thanks me. So mm. let me explain. This is so funny because Kellyanne Conway was a senior counsel, counselor to President Trump, right? Mm. Um, even before he was elected and after he was elected. But what makes Kellyanne Conway's position unique and, and just a, a thing of interest like in the political world is that her husband mm -hmm. was one of the biggest Trump critics. Right. He was like, uh, his name is George, George, Conway, uh, George Conway. He's like a big conservative activist <laughs> founded mm -hmm. the Lincoln Project. Like his life's work was criticizing Trump. Like at every point. And people were just like, how is this marriage working? So in addition to that, right? So you've got the husband. In addition to that, her daughter, right? Who probably is going to the best schools and everything is on TikTok, rubbishing her mom almost on a really? daily basis. Like she's doing TikToks. She is, you know, like rubbishing Trump and rubbishing her mom. And this one lives with these people. So wow. that's always been like her, what the heck of a story. So the <laughs> fact that like Trevor Noah was like, oh, what if, you know, he's not going to slap me. He's going to come and like, thank me. Like, I, I, <laughs> it's, not, it's not as funny, but, <laughs> but it actually- I would definitely look that up, hey. It sounds really interesting. The, I was just, I did a bit of a Google search there yeah. too. Wait, I'll, I'll definitely watch that. It sounds interesting. Yeah, and um, there's this. Oh, oh my God, I'm I'm trying to find it. Um, oh God, so there's this guy called Chuck Todd who uh, hosts this show called Meet the Press. So like, polit like Sunday po is big political time in America, especially like all these shows. You have all these roundtables, whatever. So the criticism of Chuck Todd is that he's 
you know like how even in this country they'll be like oh champagne socialists po- politicians da, da, like the whole like how political figures and media people mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. go pali pali so chuck so meet the press is like a flagship well it used to be i don't know if it is anymore there's a guy who's to host it i forget his name who, who died mm-hmm. um but so chuck todd does it and then but so so trevor Noah was like oh chuck todd how are you he was like oh during the during the dinner yeah because they, they'll all be there so he'll be pointing right. at them right mm-hmm. and it's like oh chuck todd whatever and then he was like oh i would ask you a follow-up question but i know you don't do those because chuck todd's interview skills are weak he lets oh. get away with it like oh. when i tell you when i tell you how that's cuts deep when i tell you trevor noah just like oh my god and then there was something that he said about um i'm forgetting the governor of texas uh is it ron DeSantis? i think yes oh is this guy called Ron DeSantis? So he was just like, he was like, man, Ron, you're so great. Um, you know, because there'll be no issues about a hey, voter, blah, 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 blah. He's like, but, but you're a step ahead. You're banning Mets textbooks in school. Why? I don't know why these Republicans and conservatives do. I'm sure there's a little bit more to it. You know, like yeah. how like they'll be banning with, oh, don't teach critical race theory. Like who, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Why, why are you scared of a theory? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, why are you scared of a theory? Mm-hmm. So he was just like, you know, you're ahead of the games. You're banning textbooks. You're banning best textbooks. And people won't know how to count. They just mm-hmm. won't know how to count. So I thought, you know, I was like, and if you think about Trevor Noah's history, just how he used to talk about all Zoom and Janjan. So I just thought, oh man, just that 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 evolution and just that learning and his mind, it just shows just not yeah. everyone can do that. Yeah, 100%. He's, I, yeah. He needs to protect it at all costs, Trevor Noah. Absolutely. He's such a great mind. I I'm I wish one day we'll have him on the podcast. I know. I was just thinking that. I was just like, we need to manifest Trevor Noah to this podcast. Okay. We'll speak into it. We'll speak I, into it. Bring it into being, man. It will happen. It will happen. Amen. 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 Yeah. No, that's. I'm sure that. So that's really interesting. Hey, I will definitely um, listen up. I, I, it looks a bit long, though. Is there? Did you? Is there a shortened version? <laughs> <laughs> I love Trevor, but hey, because I know some of these things will be falling over me. It, is there like one that's at least half an hour? What, the one you saw is how long? Uh, nearly an hour. Um, I'll have a look, but I yeah, think... Yeah, and then maybe we can put the link up on this episode as well. For people. I think it's probably that... Or maybe if you just type in Trevor Noah full remarks, because maybe it's showing you more than just the Trevor Noah bit, because I'm sure okay. he's probably like 40 minutes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, right. it's background listening. But yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so today I wanted us to have a discussion on on loneliness. Um, this is something that has kind of sat at the back of my mind for some time. Um, ever since, you know, we had a, a discussion on loneliness during, like, during COVID and the effects of that, the impact of that. Um, and it was at that time, I think we, or I discovered, uh, you you knew already about the Minister of Loneliness who was appointed. Um, interestingly enough, he wasn't just appointed during COVID, he'd been appointed a few years prior to that. Um, so that's kind of just been at the back of my mind, just this is a society that we live in. We live in a, so- we live in a place where we need ministers of loneliness. And another thing that happened, I was listening to, um, the sisterhood of the traveling girl to South African uh, girls podcast. And they were talking about being lonely in, in, in certain situations. So for example, as the, I, I, I think these are young girls who are growing up um, and they were like, you know, you sometimes get lonely um, in, in amongst your peers, 
you know, because everyone's maybe doing something, maybe people are pushing for, for one thing and you might not particularly feel like that. So you can feel lonely in that, how you can feel lonely. So it, it just sparked up a lot of questions in my mind. And I thought this would be quite an interesting thing to talk about with you just to kind of, it's, it's, it's multifaceted, it's multidimensional, there's many layers to it. Um, it's like peeling an onion and I don't think we will cover absolutely everything that comes to, to that, 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 that encompasses loneliness. But I was just thinking, you know, let's just have a discussion on what it is, how you describe it, how I describe it, the impact of it, how we can be lonely even in a society where you can have so many, um, have access to so many people, but people still are lonely. You know, so I really wanted to have a bit of a discussion around that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not assuming or envisioning that we're gonna come up with solutions, but I think it's, it's important to talk about this so that people know that whenever you feel alone or feel lonely, it's, a no, it's, it's normal, you know? And I think it's something that many people face and maybe what we can do is talk about how we deal with that, how, we, how you recognize it and, and, and stuff like that. So my question to you, Natasha, mm -hmm. how, what, like, how would you describe loneliness? And have you ever felt lonely? Mm. How would I describe it? Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna cheat because I I did Google. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'll go with the Google definition. Then maybe I'll describe sort of my experience and yeah. So on Google it says that loneliness is a subjective feeling about the gap between a person's desired levels of social contact and their actual level of social contact. It refers to the perceived quality of the person's relationships. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting because it was sort of saying it's subjective. Yeah. Because um, it kind of takes us to that thing where people are like, how are you lonely? You know, you've got so many friends, you've got so many people yeah. around you, but it's, it's, <clears throat> it's subjective because it's mm -hmm. may, it not, may not be the level that you can. Me personally, have I been lonely? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have. And I think I've probably experienced more loneliness in recent times than I ever have before. Okay. Um, and, and, and maybe even from, I'm trying to think, probably before COVID um, and, 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 and after. And I think it took me a while to kind of, it probably took me up and like, let me think last year that's when I was like actually I do feel better and energized when I'm when I've been around people okay like when I have like socialized when I have you know yeah like like and and whereas before maybe I never really although it sounds so silly sounds so obvious I had never really maybe put much weight in it like if people are like oh yeah let's hang out I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's hang out if we don't we don't it's fine I am someone who I love my own company I'm comfortable in my own company um but then I I have felt low and sometimes it's so difficult because people are like oh my god but you're so like mm. bubbly you're so this yeah. you're so that and you're just yeah. like <laughs> like what does that mean and for me I think I've kind of I don't have the answers but and and probably like I know later on we'll kind of like go into sort of like different scenarios and stuff and there's probably some that I can relate to more than others but it's literally just little things like uh <laughs> no, it sounds silly but it's like 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 literally weekends are the loneliest for me okay which is so weird because it's supposed to be time because you know 
yes, I love work. <laughs> but yeah. but it's it's the time where everyone else is busy doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when it really kind of like drops like, oh my God, you know, I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that I have that freedom. Yeah. But particularly week and weekends are the time where people, you know, it's family time. Yeah. So for, 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 and, and you kind of just, it's just like it, it so sometimes I was like so I remember I had a conversation with my cu- cousin yeah about this, and I was like oh I feel like I now need to be more intentional yeah of my weekends mm. because it's not like I I live with my aunt like I, yeah. I don't so so some someone could could question like but how are you lonely when yeah you're, but when then others, yeah but but then I think it's like wanting a certain, you know, yeah. like just, but then at the same time, being intentional also means that, you know, you're not waiting, like maybe, maybe I can do something with my heart, like maybe I can like, um, you know, visit my cousins and yeah. nieces and stuff like that. And, and then I, 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 yeah, so, 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 so I think sometimes it's, yeah. And, and then and then that's when people laugh but then that's mm-hmm. how sometimes you find people like you know on twitter spaces or parties, like those things actually help um, yeah for sure in a way mm-hmm. um and, and 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 i think it's just the like i'm saying it kind of took me a while to realize yeah for me community is is it's important is, is actually important yeah um i mean yeah sorry yeah i think it's it, it's interesting and we will get to that we'll get to kind of you know um defining i suppose loneliness um and classing it in and where spaces and, and and in in places where people can feel lonely for me personally um i i experienced loneliness like you know i think during covid covid was a, a lonely time However, I say that I am, I, I love my space. I love, you know, being on my own and stuff like that. I'm not a loner, but I also enjoy people's company. So I'm a bit of, um, like I'm on the line there, but if you were to leave me on my own, I'll be fine. If you were to put me in the presence of people, I'll be fine as well. But um, I experienced loneliness, I think when I was during the first few months of, of health having really where I felt very isolated. I felt very, um, you know, those things that I, I wouldn't know who to ask, you know, so some things that you would, um, where people automatically pick up the phone maybe, or just ask your mom or ask whoever. I didn't have that. So I experienced that loneliness and I realized that, you know, one, 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 one became, my mom, the answer to my, was my mom, you know, um, or the answer to the questions around motherhood, around this little person. Breastfeeding, you know, you're up at ungodly hours and you, you know, I experienced loneliness then because you're on your own, it's something that you do, everyone else is fast asleep. Um, and that's when you, you know, you're breastfeeding, you've got your phone in your hand. And I found that was incredibly lonely as well. And sometimes, you know, even when you try to explain how you're feeling to people, it's just difficult to understand because they're like, oh, but you've got your, your bundle of joy there. Um, so I experienced loneliness there. And it's, it's, it's difficult to put into words. Um, and like you're saying, you can be with people around you and you can still experience loneliness. So I think sometimes you are, you're, you're, you're lacking something. It's not exactly like, what you have around you is not enough, but you just need an, an additional um, comfort or whether it's an additional uh, something that you can hold on to. I find it really interesting that, um, so you gave like the textbook definition of what loneliness is, but when you look at, look at what people say, like people will think, say things like, oh, I feel like I'm carrying this burden by myself. I feel like if I disappeared, it wouldn't matter. Um, I'm tired it was also a way like, um, some some people have described 
it's loneliness. Um, describe loneliness as, so, you know, it can actually mask itself around things that are, are not really like, you don't, if you think about loneliness, I think you automatically think of that person who is sitting alone in a corner being by themselves but it's really not that it's really not that you could literally be in a crowd of people and still feel lonely and I think that's kind of the narrative that we need to kind of come over in ourselves like when I was thinking about loneliness you know that statue that's by um what's that place called tower block with the person holding like that's for me um like that depicts a lot of things it depicts someone who's obviously like under a lot of stress but when I think of lonely as well I think that person is all alone like whatever they're going through they're all alone so but it's not but loneliness is not that it can also mask itself it can come in as anger people can be very irritable um and all these things but it's I I just found that really interesting and then to kind of go into the way you were describing loneliness in that, you know, yes, you, you like that community, that community spirit, like you like that communal um, presence of people. I found it really interesting. There's this guy, Tango, I'm probably <laughs> saying his name wrong, but he kind of looked at three dimensions of loneliness. Um, the first one being intimate or emotional loneliness where you're longing for a close, confident, or an intimate partner, someone with whom you can share a deep mutual bond of affection and trust, or relational and social illness. illness. Social loneliness is the yearning for quality relationships and social companionship and support. Collective loneliness is the hunger for a network of, or a community of people who you share a sense of purpose and interest. So I think like what you were saying before, it, it sounds to me like that is that collective loneliness where you're like you're looking for that shared interest, that shared goal. Um, but at the same time, people can also be, can have two out of those three things and still be lonely. So, you know, you can be getting that collective um, community support. You can be getting that in a relationship. You can be getting that intimate um, support, but you can still be lacking um, that relational or social where you, you're lacking that quality friendship. So you can, and people still are lonely. But it made me think as well, like, why do you feel like, do you think that people do not openly disclose that they're lonely a lot? Do you think it's something that people hold close to their card, that, that, that hold their cards close to their chest? Because, you know, is it frowned upon to be lonely? Um, I think it's, I don't know. I can't find the right words, but I feel like, how do you even, how do you even say to anyone I'm lonely? Like the most you can do is like, Hey, how are you? Oh, what, what are you yeah. doing? You can, and someone says, Oh, I'm busy. And you're just like, okay. It's, I remember like seeing like a, a thread where someone was just like, Oh, he got married. And then like his best friend. So he was just kind of saying that, Oh, the best friend, like sometimes just like, Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Whatever. Mm. Then he was like, Oh, it took him a while to kind of be like, Oh, maybe like that's kind of his way of being like, Oh, can you slot me in? type thing. Right, right, right. Um, so I think it's kind of, you know, I'm just thinking like I've never had anyone come to me and say, Oh, I'm so lonely. Yeah. Feels, I've yeah. never, I've never I it's probably like recent, like I was saying, like with my cousin, mm. where I was like having a conversation with her, and I was just like, oh, I'm so lonely. But mm. it's probably the only time I've had a like to say it just sounds so vulnerable. It sounds so yeah. But it's also it's also because like there's that stigma that's attached to it. Is there's that stigma to being lonely that yeah. when you say that you openly say those words it's automatically like oh but what is wrong with you do you not have friends do you like where are people where are the people around you you know so I think that is why people don't openly say that you know it's oh, I'm I'm lonely or I'm needing this I'm lonely I need this you know it's difficult to actually articulate those those words because of the stigma and the social you know nuances that are attached to you know it's almost like there's something wrong with you 
Yeah, and the thing is, then people maybe would be like trying to fix it by things that yeah. you don't want. Like, <laughs> like, oh, come, let's do this. Come, let's look after my baby. Yeah. Like, 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 no. I'm like, no. I just want to drink. And like I'm saying, because, you know, I'll talk about me. Like I'm someone I enjoy my own car. I don't even want to lie to you. Like mm-hmm. I'm the type of person who, the most I can spend with anyone, really like nonstop, is probably like four days. But mm-hmm. by that fifth day, whoo, child. Wait till you get married. Hey, we are. That's why I I. I am a proponent of living separately. I know people do not agree, but because by that time, my social battery is so down there. I literally just want to recoup. I mm. need a day or two on my own. Mm. You know, and you know, so, 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 so people may not yeah so it's easy you can't say oh like i'm low and it just kind of feels like yeah i think you can't say those words secondly people Mm. have their own lives um and it's just so yeah it's i don't know it's 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 it should be complicated, but it is. And also, like, is, yeah. like, if people are in different stages of their lives, yeah, sometimes I can imagine that's where like loneliness also comes in because yeah. you relate little and little, yes, because that's just the reality of life. Mm. 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 Um, so at the end of the day, maybe all you can seek out is then maybe people that you now have things in common with. Mm. Mm. that maybe you can sort of you know that's why there are all all these communities yeah 100 yeah. percent. but even in that like you know you still get um immigrants loneliness you know so even if you're in that community of people who um in a community for example of of of, of, of and i'll speak for myself like of mothers but there might be people it might be a, a group of people who I have not, apart from them being mothers, I've got nothing else in common with. So you find that that, that bit is, is also comes, it also comes out as being lonely, you know? Um, and again, like for example, we've moved into this area and we are moved into this area and it's like, oh gosh, you know, like where do I even start to make, um, Knowing, knowing my local butcher, knowing where I can find things like, do you know, it, it, so that in essence is also quite, is quite lonely and you find yourself missing, not that where I lived before I had friends in every corner, but it's just that you become a creature of, of, of habit, of comfort, you know, so you find things that are, you know, quite regular, comforting. And you just move, and I just moved and I, so I found that also quite lonely in that I'm looking around, you walk around, and you notice people with their little push chairs and they're in groups and it's just you there. And it's just like, how do you not start integrating into that? So that also is quite lonely in itself. Yeah. So I think what, what you started sort of getting into was like we had said, we'll talk about like the different kind of scenarios and the different yeah. sort of groups, um, mm-hmm. I guess, that we particularly sort of like care about um, in terms of where loneliness may manifest in in those groups so like number one like immigrants loneliness yeah like like you said um i thought it was quite interesting that there was a research done in canada which said that um i think that was in 2015 and said that immigrants are one are one group that tend to report higher levels of loneliness um, and it says that because migration from one country to another, many experience social disruption and increased isolation. So even if you think about, like about us, jail immigrants. So so like maybe if you, 
you know, kind of like similar to what you were saying, yeah. but maybe a step removed in the sense that you can move somewhere as a family. Yes. Right? Yes. But if you're isolated from your language, right, yeah. from your food, from yeah. your culture, from yeah. your environment, like what that can do to your psyche. Yeah. And, and the effects of that. Yeah, and the effects of that is just mad because there's one study that showed that experiencing loneliness is almost the same as what smoking, is it 15? Yeah, cigarettes. Uh, cigarettes. Uh-huh. So then you look again at the this, the social impact of, of loneliness on, on immigrants' health, you know, now Black, you know, we, as Black people, were more likely to suffer from things like hypertension um, and all these other things. So I think there's an element that's, of, of loneliness that kind of breeds and then you start experiencing it's like um, a domino effect isn't it you, you feel lonely then it's like an outward um, explosion that so your health is affected you know your mind is affected because all this is, is happening so it's just yeah I, I think that that is definitely one group of, of people who um, would experience it and then you notice it as well in the in the elderly mm-hmm. and have we done the grand we did the grandparents episode didn't we we did we, do it we, we just did no we, we we did do we did yeah. do it and i yeah sorry no, because i it ties in to yeah. what um to to, to 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 the point that we were trying to make because I, I vividly remember having a heated discussion with someone about that episode yeah um, but sorry, let me not stop here. I'll, I'll, I'll come in with my thoughts. No, 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 carry on, carry on. Because I, I lost my channel of thought anyway. Go on. I am so passionate about this, mm-hmm. about this issue, about elderly mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Right. Um, just because of some of what I have seen in yeah. community, mm-hmm. right? Um, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> okay. So when we did the grandparents episode, right, we were just talking, you know, we talked about a lot of things and, and we had talked about, um, you know, the, the scenarios where people bring their parents yeah. home, right, mm. to the UK, US, Canada, wherever, right, mm. for the primary purpose of looking after their kids because mm. childcare is expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. And in some of those scenarios, you are bringing maybe the grandmother, mm. right, on her own, mm. right, not with her husband. Yeah. So, one thing, you're already isolating her from her mate. Mm. One. Mm. Two, she's coming in as an immigrant. Mm. Three, an immigrant with no agency. Mm. Not working, no opportunity to independently acclimatize to the place, and everything is dependent on you. On you. Yeah. I have seen horror stories about how old people, sorry, I, I feel like old is offensive, but um, how elderly people whatever, are treated. And when I look back, some of these people were like in their 50s. Just, but now if you think about it, people in their 50s like still have thriving lives. Mm, everything, mm, right? Mm. So you have a scenario where someone is literally at the back and call of Abandu Analaba. These, 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 these adults who are, you know, in their 30s, 20s, 40s, yeah. who are calling the shots, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, just the, the impact of, you know, being new to a place and not having your friends, right? Mm. How many Amandawatala do you know who who went back to Zim as it is mm. and will say, I know in Komozan, it's not that they don't see that, you know, things are better here, or, I mean, better in quotes, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't see what oh civil you know conflicts this this that but yeah. I feel like because of money right we just aren't able to 
create an, an environment for them that makes them independent, right? We just don't have money to have big houses and then have an annex where it's their, it's, it's, it's their, their wing. Yeah. It's their wing. Ideally, that's what you want. Maybe in places like America, Australia, Canada, maybe they can afford to do that. Mm. Um, and then they, 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 they don't have, and then we have this thing of like, you know, like what we do to kids, right? Mm. Like, oh, so-and-so is a four-year-old. Here's another four-year-old. Play with them. We do that. Yeah. With that one. Oh, oh, no, oh, 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 mama, they have nothing in common, you know, Yeah. at all. So I've, I, like I'm saying, I have seen scenarios where one would turn down because of love and duty of oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm this person's mother and this mm-hmm. whole sacrificial parenthood mm-hmm. where they give up their lives for the sake of us. So I think my whole thing has just always been like, especially as us who are now in, who are in our prime in terms of finances, career, mm-hmm. you know, growing families, we just need to be so mindful of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's more to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. It's something that is, it's something really that we need to be mindful of. Um, and having experienced it from the, so I, it's interesting you say that because do you know, I have never actually been one to sit down and think about the, the magnitude of that. Like, you know, the fact that you're leaving your friends, you're leaving your social network, you're leaving where you are in charge of things and then coming into somebody's home and most likely, you know, so that the whole dynamics change and the effects that has on one. And where you have so much space, you know, you don't automatically need to be in the same space, but here you're either in a bedroom or in the lounge or in the kitchen where there's somebody else and it's not your own home, but you know, you are there looking after this, this, this person, your, your baby's baby. So yeah, it's, it, it's definitely, um, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to, 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 to think on. And it definitely adds another layer to this whole conversation that we're having. But um, yeah, so it's, it's just, for me, like I've said, I've, I've told you the, 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 the spaces where I have felt that, that communal loneliness, I suppose, you know, moving into a new area as a mom, um, as a new mom even, um, to be specific, that has been quite, it has been quite lonely. But yeah, I mean, I guess what I said at the very start is also just how you identify that you are feeling lonely and you know and what do you do about it it's helpful to think about the loneliness in those three dimensions but also just thinking that there's more layers there's more to it than just those three like you met, we've mentioned the immigrant loneliness the elderly the, the loneliness in the elderly as well and there's also being single and feeling lonely as well so that's the missing of that relational intimate um relationship so to speak so you could be one who's fulfilled in the community you could be one who's fulfilled with good quality relationships but you guys you you can still feel lonely because you don't have that relationship with somebody so Mm. i don't know what what you mentioned that you you sometimes feel lonely is that something that you kind of like yeah community yeah i think i think loneliness yeah, I mean, I think um, I remember there's a TikTok that I saw um, where this girl was just like, and she was really being vulnerable, and she's, and literally, I literally related like word for word what she was saying, where she was just like, you know, uh, I've got a relatively like good life or whatever, but I'm at the stage where, like, you know, all my friends are, you know, getting married in relationships, they've got kids. Um, and you know, although I, okay, this is now me talking. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love my freedom because some, because child sometimes I'm like, Woo! 
But I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. There's a tweet that I saw which so said, imagine coming, um, it said, what did you say? Imagine coming home from a, a hard day, hard day's work and then opening door and, and there's a kid there. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, anyway, I, I want to I want to interrupt your points, carry on. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely there. No, it's definitely there. Like, you know, I feel um I I was saying to Utamarama that I, I feel like I'm just I'm constantly performing, you know. So I'm at work and you know, and now I'm back at work, it's just like you're performing, you know, you're being Michelle, the whatever role it is that you're doing, you're performing, you know, you're trying to get things together to make things neat um then you have your commute home where it's just like okay there's time for just catching up on whatever and then when you're back home it's just like okay so it's michelle glory the mom the wife and everything else and then you're just picking that up again so it's just like okay so get the baby to bed and get myself to bed and everything else that falls in between. So it, it, it is, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's ongoing. And I think this is some of the things that we'll be talking about as well in, in the motherhood episode, but yeah, so carry on about your TikTok. Yeah, no. So I think the reason I just referenced that is also, ref- I don't want people to be like, Oh, poor you type thing. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Cause I think sometimes we can do that with with people maybe who are saying like oh poor it's, it's kind of like yeah but i'll be honest i'm now i think probably a few years ago i was like oh my, but now i think i i'm like oh my god like i can travel when i want i can do what i want i like I'm, i think i'm appreciating the freedom just a little bit more but i think so that particular t- i think what it just articulated is i think sometimes you just need that built-in almost built-in best friend, built-in mate. Mm. They just be like, oh, can't believe what Chloe did at work. And then they're mm. like, oh, Chloe again? Did mm. she do that last week? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like mm. just that kind of, just that built-in and just that like um, little things, like someone will be like, oh, you said that you were, um, you had a presentation uh, today. How did it go? Yeah. Do you know, like, something that I've started, like, at home is, um, so we sit, every time we sit at the table, we are talking about, I, I say to, like, to, to Damien, to Tamara, and Lily as well, like, you know, what's the one good thing that's happened today? What are you grateful for, for today? Because I feel like it, it's important that we all get that space. So if someone's having a hard day, like, I am one for talking, I'm not going to lie. So if someone's having a particularly bad day, then they're like, no, I'm not feeling. It just also gives me that extra onus of okay, okay, so so she's not having, she's not happy. Like, what is it? You know. So you just you just need to have that hidden ear, as opposed to listen for 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 little things. But um, yeah, it's, it's I think it's it's definitely important to kind of have that space to to bring things to the table and just talk about things that like, oh, you know, this is this shitty thing really happened or this shitty thing's happening at work. Like I tell these guys, like, I'm like, oh, you won't believe what's happening at work, you know, but I'm grateful for this, you know, or, or whatever it is. But so it's really helpful. I find it helpful anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's probably what it is. It's just having that, because like I say, because everyone else is, you can't be burdening people with seemingly like small things, but those are the, exit points of your emotions that are so important to keep you afloat in life does that make sense yeah 100 it's almost like acupuncture like you need those like just exit points yes you know for things to sort of come out and i think there's just something about almost like not being anyone's priority Mm -hmm. (laughs) like sounds so sad but it's just like like you just know the reality is um in the grand scheme of things like mm. you know people love me but i'm no one's like top priority i'm not even in anyone's top three top four kind of do you know what i mean and that's the reality 
And I remember like in response to that, like, so that particular TikTok had like 1.1 million views and, and, and yeah, 1.1 million and, and people were like talking and these are like accomplished professionals, whatever, mm -hmm. who have quote unquote everything, you know, mm -hmm. going for them. Um, and I, I follow this girl, I think her name is Ramona London on on TikTok and so and since then she's like hosted like two meetup events wow people went there right like hundreds of people people exchanging numbers and I think there's just something about almost just being humble in sort of that humility of like you know I need community yes right I need yeah. community and I need community of people that sort of understand yeah. um so I I, I think um, and obviously sometimes there's a cross-section of all of these, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being immigrant, maybe you're elderly, maybe you're now single, widowed, or... So many things that influence, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, no, I think, if, anyway, we say this to say that it's, it's, it's normal, you know, if you're out there and you're feeling lonely, you want to host a Girl in Skies meetup because we also appreciate that as diasporans, outside home, away from home, we, to kind of build that community, we want to kind of host like little meetups where people can come together, share, share drinks, share food and all that and build community. Because we, if you can cover one aspect of being lonely and then, you know, I'm at relationships, maybe like you can meet somebody you know and um, so that's something that we want to kind of do in the future as well so guys if you're interested hit us up absolutely absolutely yeah we need to we need to plan yeah definitely for the summer uh, something together yeah we need to plan something, something. but yeah but so guys, and also just hit us up let us know how do you know how, how do you differentiate, like we said at the very start, that loneliness can come in so many, so many masks. Like, you know, it can come as tiredness, can come as, um, you know, not feeling like you're cared for and all this stuff. Like, how do you guys know if you're lonely and what do you do about it? Like, how do you deal with loneliness in your lives? Hashtag girl in skies. We want to hear from you. Yeah, no, really, really interesting discussion and yeah just keen to hear what other people think and yeah no how or what what other people think and it would be good to kind of get especially like a men's perspective on loneliness yeah definitely as well yeah I think that, that would be interesting yeah for sure for sure for sure yeah get us up get us up hashtag girl in skies absolutely 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 okay so a lighter note please <laughs> i'm trying to end on a lighter note <sighs> i'm trying to did you oh my god have you have you seen this documentary on netflix our father i've heard about it i want to start watching it yeah have you finished it yeah sick. yeah it is sick it is disgusting it is oh my god okay no well, that's definitely one to watch it is yeah. uh yeah, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything. It's yeah. like the story is there, but yeah, but this doctor, yeah, he can help uh, single people and couples with like fertility, and it so happens that you know he was inserting his own seed. Disgusting. Yeah. He's so, huh? I need to watch it. I'd say so he's got many, many um kids. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but it's yeah, okay. definitely over. <laughs> it's just, it is, yeah. And and it's most of them are like in the same state. Oh. Same time. And what I even thought was even more hot. Well, all of it is is disgusting. But you know, the ones where the fathers gave their sample, but the sample was not used. Mm -hmm. So literally, you're not just crushing, you're crushing this man because he's grown, he's thought that... That's, it, his, that's his child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it. I'll start watching after I watch Trevor. Yeah. yeah. 
Nah, the, 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 oh man, like the evil that that man did is, 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 yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is next level. But yeah, our father on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, kept, I'm trying to think, what else have I been? Well, you know, like I, I have been reading this book, right? So I started it very grudge, begrudgingly. Um, it's by Christy Watson. It's called Tiny, Tiny, oh gosh, something. Anyway, Tiny Flybirds Away. Oh, Jesus, that's terrible. Anyway, I, I, I say I, I started begrudgingly because this is, it's a white woman who's read, who's wrote this book based in, um, basing a storyline in Nigeria. Okay. Um, and I was just like, what do you know? I mean, I haven't even been to Nigeria. I can't write about Nigeria, but I'm probably closer to the people of Nigeria than you. But it is, I, I it is actually quite good. Um, so I, was, I made it a point um, the other day to just read up about her. So she's married to a Nigerian man, um, a tiny, tiny sunbirds far away by Christy Watson. Uh-huh. It's uh, a really interesting storyline. So it's one of those that start off by you know she's like the things change the moments the day my mother found my father lying on top of another woman and then it just literally is the story of um one of the, the one of the two kids is um voice so you just literally in her head the way she thinks and the way just how, narrating how things change it's a funny book it's sad but it's 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 got me captivated, like I have to say. Um, I am a supporter of all things black, you know, everything black. Um, you know, like I'm like onwards with it. But um, yeah, no, this 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 woman is is really good. So it's, it's fiction. It's fiction, yes. It's and the really characters good. are black. Yes, it's a black family. Everything like it's a most black Muslim family. So she's married to a. Nigerian Muslim. Right. I'm mean, not that it makes a difference, but I suppose maybe she's drawing from his experiences and stuff like that. But um, it's 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 really good. I'm really really enjoying it. Oh really? Oh amazing, amazing. I will I will I will check it out. I will check it out. I mean, other books have I read that you said you check out that you haven't? <laughs> have you checked out Kevin Hart's The True? No. <laughs> Kevin Hart's to me. I have not. Oh, I tried. I tried. I tried. I gave I watched one episode. Even Vanessa says she tried and she failed. I like, kept telling you guys that go past episode one. Episode one is I don't know why they did it like that, but you have to go past episode one. I, I will try Trevor Noah for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll try our father for sure. I think not, I'm sorry, but I just don't like that guy. I don't like him. Oh that. my God. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Oh, another thing that I, I, I need to, this, this I will, cause it's on audible. Um, Viola Davis book. I really want to read it. Okay. I saw her interview with Oprah. Okay. And she did, what did you think of it? interview with the Breakfast Club. I actually enjoyed the, the Breakfast Club interview more. Right. Um, oh my God. Like she just has, she's lived a full life, I think. And I think just the way she talks about her journey mm-hmm. um, and her, her growing up, like the struggles growing up, her getting into acting. She's just so, yeah, perspective, like, yeah, just so many gems. And I think it's just something about, like, seeing a dark-skinned woman at that level. And to be honest, even, I'm sure even commercially, she's not even being given what she should be. She's, she's, she is, like, I mean, I know equivalents don't help, but sometimes they help in 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 making in 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 just painting a picture. She's like the black Meryl Streep, mm, yeah. really. Mm. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So so I want to see that. Although I will not, I don't think I'll be watching the one which played Michelle Obama. 
No, I've seen, like, literally, I've just seen her being slated for that. So, no, we'll forgive her for, we'll pretend that that one hasn't happened. Um, but I have, I will definitely get Finding Me by Viola Davis. So maybe that's something we can read or listen to together and then do a little review at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that, oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Because, whoo, that, oh, man, she did Michelle wrong. <laughs> With that mouth purse. <laughs> just like no I'm just going to pretend like there isn't anything on Viola Davis acting as Michelle no I'll just I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know but anyway um yes yes guys um is there anything else before we close that is that is it yeah okay no um do-do-do. Can we, can we call this episode I am so lonely? I'm so lonely. <laughs> Akon did what he had to do with the album Freedom. Woo! Freedom. Yeah. Ah! But, but no that he doesn't put up music anymore. He, he, he knows that he can't outdo himself. Oh, he created a masterpiece and he left it as it is. But um, but I, guys, uh, later. <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. yeah is, it, is it too early to talk about summer break? No. Well. This is the next episode. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. So. I guess summer loading. No. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Later.